Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and uh, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, and marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in Fairbanks, Alaska. The Hedgecock Group has been tied into the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their services tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home or buying land to build a home. They also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home. Fairbanks is a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water holding tanks instead of wells, estimating heating costs, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're ready to help. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Brett Evans and his team of expert realtors at 907 978 3765 or email brett b-r-e-t-t at hedgecockgroup.com That's how you do it. Welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. Um, catching up this evening with a buddy of mine, but we've probably been friends for almost 20 years now. 2004 or five, five. Yeah, or four, I can't remember. But uh, the semi-anonymous <laughs> Nick, uh, the the other Nick, the, the original Nick. <laughs> but uh, no, we've been buddies uh, since college. I think we, I think we had Calc 1 together too right because we were both engineering students i don't remember which class young and dumb but it was yeah math like math initially we're now were you in did we we took calc two together right remember that guy yeah okay yeah Yeah. no i wasn't dreaming because i (laughs) for some some reminded me that that the other day after you after you called me i was like oh i do not miss those days at all (laughs) i haven't heard that calc two is like yeah you probably have he, uh, I just remember that it was Calc two. I thought that was the hardest of the calculus classes, but uh, which all this is kind of irrelevant. You're like show up expected talking about hunting, but 
um, no, I, I couldn't help myself. I remembered thinking that that class was like Survivor. <laughs> there was like 150 people in it like to start, and then by the end of it, you're turning around, and there's nobody, nobody else in class behind you. That was a tough one. I think the professor plays a pretty, pretty big role in how hard a class is. Too. Yeah, we even almost had a mutiny in there one time. I can't. He like wouldn't give. Wasn't. De- it was some. I don't know why. I remember useless details, and I can't remember important stuff. But um, I remember some. He always had sayings like a pancake on a dog house, pancake on a doghouse, or some weird. Like, yeah. These weird. No, yeah, he. Uh, nothing, but. Well, the one of them we had it was like some quiz in. A bunch of people, I think, figured out, like, derived some way to solve the problem that he hadn't taught us yet. And we just kind of, like, people came to their own conclusion, like, figured out how to do it. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to give you credit if you did it like this because I haven't taught you that. And then, like, people were starting to stand up and yelling at him. And he's like, you got to use the tools I give you for your toolbox. And the one's like, you give us a shitty toolbox. (laughs) I do remember (laughs) that. I felt a little bad for the guy. Oh, yeah. It was well-intended, but it was a little rough. No. But I do, yeah, his funny sayings, like, (laughs) <laughs> the one I remember is like, oh, you, you let the cat out of the bag. And he's like, you know, cats don't like to be put in bags. <laughs> and then he's like, you, you know how you give a cat a bath? You but you put him in a bag and just throw him in the toilet and shut the lid and flush him. <laughs> in hindsight, he really didn't like cats very much. No, I don't think he did. But uh, I just remember that. That was one time I lost it. Like I drew like a drill stick figure drawing like him as a child. Yes. I remember that one. I can picture it. Yeah. You held it up. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> thank thank God all that stuff's over. Yeah, I don't miss school. Bit. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, you're up, up in Fairbanks per- periodically for work, and yeah, it's good to, good to catch up with you when you get a chance. We're getting kind of old. Nick was along on probably one of the most brutal... <laughs> hindsight what not maybe somewhat needlessly brutal sheep hunts (laughs) but we were it was your first sheep hunt and my like third you know third crack at it and uh yeah it was it was something else we'd planned for and i think you yeah you you wanted it was i'm glad you brought it up because you were like oh let's you know rehash that whole thing because you forget different things over the years. Yeah, and people remember different things, and life moves so fast. I feel like either I'm going brain dead, or I just don't have time to remember <laughs> yeah. stuff as well. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I suffer from the thing. I I constantly think like, oh yeah, well, a couple, a few years ago, or a couple years ago, and it's like, man, that's the better part of like fifteen, twenty years ago. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was. Uh, Probably it's hindsight. That was back in the days when I was actually in good shape, and uh, it's probably a good thing. Good thing I was on that trip. Um, we had that going for us. Um, I don't think I'd ever shouldered a. I've hunted before, but I hadn't backpack hunted before. I don't know if I ever shouldered a pack frame until one time before the hunt that yeah. summer. <laughs> was roofing, so it was, oh you know, yeah, that part was easy, but. We didn't do ourselves any favors packing, so I was going off your list. <laughs> yeah, at the time, and I, I mean, like, and I've probably even talked about it before. Like, this was the days of like super heavy, like just do. I mean, whatever gear I could afford. I think I had bought my, I had bought a hundred, like a hundred fifty dollars spot and scope, um, and just whatever I could afford, and 
old Cabela's pack frame and cotton all around cotton all around (laughs) a lot of cotton unfortunately and uh yeah man i'm trying to think i had the old leather like cabela's boots mendel or no no No, no, it wasn't i wasn't even to the mendel the iron ridge hunting boots or no maybe it was you had the Wendell's nut. I had the, the, the Mendel's, the on, Mendel's that on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's why, because I always swore they screwed my feet up, because this is the trip that ended up, like, jacking up my feet that my toe, like, did a bunch of nerve damage to you my were, toes. You were proud of them at the beginning of the trip. I was <laughs> very proud excited. of them at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was the only trip I just couldn't even, like, hike in them anymore after that trip. I had to get a different pair. You were hurting, and you're... Your waist was just like black and blue from the Cabela's pack you were wearing. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah, that was uh, one. I think I, because I remember I, I flew it. Like I was able to fly it before we went, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be easy, you know. It wasn't as easy as we thought. And I, yeah, looking back, it was just so green, so much. I still don't know a lot. There's still so much I don't know, but. Man, looking back, it's like, how did I even survive some some of these decisions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've learned a lot since then as well. But I remember in, at home, before I drove up to, to your place, I packed the backpack with all the stuff that you told me that we needed. And we didn't even have, we were sharing a spotting scope, so I didn't have a spotting scope. I'm sure I had binoculars, but we were splitting up stuff. And my pack, without I think it was without the rifle, was 85 pounds. Oh, yeah. Before we started, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I had water in there. I might have. But, well, uh, yeah, I think you because I yeah it was. Well, I knew water was going to be an issue, and we uh, and and so I was like, we need to bring as much water as we can because we're going to have to like it's going to be few and far between. And we're going to have to fill up, and uh, I had seven Nalgene's, <laughs> like the pure the pure foolishness. Um. I had seven Nalgene's, and you had, like, a case of Arrowhead water or whatever. Like, because I remember, I thought you had, like, the plastic right? bottles. I think you're the, right, because I used, to, early on, I used to do the, the disposable water bottles. and Which know. I've kind of got, like, I use Powerade bottles now. I've used, yeah, I've used smart bad. water bo- bottles, and they work okay, too. Like, they can pack, pack kind of nice, but, um, yeah, usually just, like, Gatorade or Powerade bottles now. I don't know. I like the platypus bladders myself. Well, I bring a bunch of those too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was brutal going and setting ourselves up for success there. Um, even though, like, I've hunted, I've hunted that spot since then, and it's not as like I was scared to go back. <laughs> like, I didn't go back for a lot of years because of how traumatic this experience ended up being. <laughs> like, it wasn't as like yeah, it was. It's still it's still pretty pretty damn intimidating, but it's not as bad as like it just was on our inexperienced lines. We had to, we had to ride four wheelers forever and just swamp and bog and mud. And you were a much more experienced four wheeler rider than I was. Like showing what the old Honda Rancher could do. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was not pretty getting in. It was worse getting out because we were just. Dog, you're oh, dead yeah. to the world, right? Yeah. Um, like you get stuck or fall off or something. It's just like, just mad. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we got, yeah, rode in, camped, rode some more, and then hiked 
and we got about halfway. Wait, did you say we camped in, on the four-wheeler ride on the way in? Yeah. I don't remember that. I thought we did it all in one day. But. No, we stayed a night, and then uh, next morning. Oh, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, next morning went and got turned around, like, on the wrong trail in the fog. Got a flat tire. You meet got wagon. a flat tire, like, off the bead, and luckily it was, like, sopping wet enough and muddy enough that it, like, got it to take a bead again. The air pump, only just an air pump got it. Yeah, just a bicycle pump. Yeah. Thank goodness I brought that. Um. And then finally got ourselves straightened out. And, uh, yeah, what we made it like a little over halfway back maybe that day. And that's still about the same pace that it's, you know, takes to get, to get back there from my experience. But, um, then, yeah, it was like the next afternoon that we kind of made it to where we thought we might start start seeing some sheep and i remember it being the whole next day because it was sunset oh yeah almost when we decided to camp that night but that that first night of camping while hiking you know you mentioned earlier how much water we had but i remember having to climb down like 1500 feet to get yeah that night, didn't we <laughs> yeah we did yeah we did because there was a spot to get and i yeah i remember like having to dig to like get enough spot to get a cup or something in there to like scoop up water to to and we were just wanting to top off just or maybe i even had a little pump or something at the time i was carrying all sort of dumb i I think i I think i had a pump yeah like pumping it like you could just get the hose enough just enough water to get the hose in to like fill our fill our stuff up i don't think i brought any like any cook cook dinners there did i or was it all mountain house you i remember you we had was it? Well, we had a, a steel frying pan, yeah, a <laughs> frying pan from the house, yeah. and we had a big old Coleman. Like, yeah, you like had a you car had a pro- camp, car camping style a, stove. A, you had a bird, yeah. And I don't know how, how we had three or six of those big green propane canisters. I don't know, but it was too big. It was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had your tent. Yeah, because you had like a marmot tent. I think. Yeah, it was. it was a. It's a good tent, but man, it was like it was heavy. Yeah, and really uh, heavy. so what we got in there like day before opening day, pretty much. I mean, we got to where we were going to start looking and peek over a ridge, like down a cliff, down in a bowl, and there was three rams down there. I thought it was two. There was there was three. I'm pretty sure. Were there? Yeah. Okay, I remember two. Um. I know there was two that like were had potential. There was that one that's hanging on the wall, and then another one that I don't know if it was the one you killed the next day. Or... No, no, the one that was with it was not even close. It okay, was maybe yeah. seven eighths at best. Yeah, huh. I thought it was three because I thought the following day one of them went one way, and then the other two went the other. I don't but know. possible. Anyway, we were all. I was yeah, all wound up and excited yeah <laughs> like watching these things we set our tent up like the only wasn't even flat like the only grassy spot on top of this ridge line but the visibility was great we could see it all we could like crawl from the tent and just peek over and watch the rams yeah it was and they was, weren't seeing us because we were we weren't the highest peak but we we're up pretty high yeah yeah and they were way like way down this cliff basically down in this bowl and yeah, just watch those things 
feed their way back up on the hillside and bed down and couldn't sleep. It must have been like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Are you awake? <laughs> Let's go see if I'm going to go see if they're still there." I remember that, yeah. Because I'd kill, I'd killed one. I, I mean, got pretty lucky and killed one the first time I went, and then didn't kill one the year before. So I was, I was twitching pretty good. I'd read like the Tony Russ sheep stalking book. 15 times and just like how am i ever how's this ever going to happen again and uh yeah i got up cried like whatever time it was crawled out of the tent yeah they're still there let's go <laughs> and um and the weather moved in too it was a bluebird hike in i remember yeah it was nice um, it was nice walking in and then uh i remember like we're getting getting our stuff ready to go i think i even have pictures old school Dispo- disposable camera photos documenting this experience. Sorry, I'm not getting shit <laughs> Yeah, off we my, did have the old... Getting off shit off my shelf. That was a good catch. Um, we did have the old disposable cameras. I remember that. I've got a couple of those prints back in my folks' place, too. Yeah, so this... That was like when we were getting stuff ready. There, You're like peeking in the tent. You're getting shit out of the tent. Like sunrise beautiful one way and then like the other which you don't realize is the other direction it's like black clouds yeah that's like me looking over down at them and it's like oh we gotta we gotta get on them before it starts raining and literally like sprint i I mean i don't know didn't feel like sprint but we booked it like climbed up and down the ridge kind of around the top of this bowl to get above them and uh just constantly like popping up and peeking making sure they're still there and then eventually at one point they got up and i thought there were because i thought there was three of them because i thought one of them like was moving off the other way and i kept like peeking over like and you know the other two had to be moving towards us and at one point i was like oh well you know scoot down to see if we can see them or something and then, well, they, were they in a fog bank at that point kind of yeah i mean I it was getting socked in quick yeah, I stayed, once you saw them, I stayed behind, and you belly crawled up towards the fog. If I yeah, that's right, right. and, uh, or I, yeah, crawling, like, sliding down on my butt, and, uh, hindsight, I'm like, man, like, what a poor decision, but <laughs> it worked out, um, sliding down, and then all of a sudden, like, I see, I don't know how long I saw them for, but I saw, like, I saw the first one, like, coming down right below me, like, 75 yards below me, and sitting down as I got my rifle and no, that one's not legal. And then as I knew one was like, or was pretty sure one was, one was, I mean, this one obviously real heavy and broomed way back. And I remember maybe there was one that was broomed on the left and not the right, but this one looked like a double broom. So the one that was going under me didn't look quite legal and like wasn't broomed on the right. And then this next one, you know, was way bigger broomed broomed on both and like walking right beneath me and so i shot him and uh that was that for you you were walking on sunshine (laughs) you were so happy about getting a double broom ram oh man yeah that was was exactly uh, what you're looking for on that trip yep no and he's still like i mean to this day like one of the nicer sheep i've killed like just awesome and uh i think he was he was a eh, 10 or 11 i think but yeah, and then it started raining, like just totally socked in. 
pretty much right after thing, right yeah. after we shot him at like this was like at five thirty or six o'clock in the morning. And you know, it, I'm thinking back to hunts over the, sheep hunts over the mm-hmm. years, and it seems like when a sheep goes down, the clouds rain. Yeah, out. It's, it's happened so many times. You know, ironically, yeah, because I was telling you this one, I think died. That one I think died in probably within fifty or a hundred yards of where this one died. Wow. And same kind of deal. <laughs> it started pouring. Like just by the time like cutting, I don't know if it was that one or the or the other one we got because Frank shot that other one on on top of the ridge and then this one yeah they worked their way down, but uh, yeah, maybe it was Frank's. By the time I just remember like leaning over cutting on one of them and water just like running off my sleeve <laughs> like running off my hood and my sleeves, cutting the thing up. But yeah, I guess that's what that's what makes things memorable but we it's what makes the good stuff better yeah <laughs> we got that thing we got that thing cut up and packed back up to the top of the hill and over to camp and pretty much like i don't know i just don't really remember much from the rest of that day just sleeping it off so i was looking at my feet the whole way well there's nothing to look at it's foggy and raining but i was looking at my feet the whole way and it's like man there's no way we're gonna find another another legal ram out here you know first sheep hunt but yeah and so and then that night we got it was dark by the time we got back i don't know why what we were doing all day because we've got such an early start and i remember not being that far from our tent no it wasn't that far so i don't know what took us so long but it was dark by the time we got back and uh we busted out the frying pan and the coleman stove and yeah you had some because it quit raining you know, I think we got back during the day. I, was, I think I got to consult the photographs okay, again. Okay, you do that. The photographic journal. Because um, I think, yeah, because I got a picture back at the tent. Oh, you're right. It is just foggy then. I see. Which that's like one of my favorite pictures. It's a good one. Of all times. Yeah. You know, with the ram on the pack and the tent in the background, just fog on this crag where it shouldn't be. So this next picture is exactly what I was just about to yep. talk about. It was like buff, some kind of buffalo seasoning in a packet. Yeah, uh, I brought like some buffalo like wing seasoning. Buffalo or something. wing seasoning and, and you butter. It, it quit. Ra- yeah, I brought butter. I brought a bunch of butter. <laughs> it quit raining that night, and we're like, let's get out and let's get out and cook some meat. So, yeah, our our big frying pan we brought back there. Still one of the best meals I've had in my entire life. Oh, it was good. Yeah, and so uh, good. Yeah, and the next yeah the next day was beautiful. Pretty it was much. next morning. You were sleeping in, real content. Yeah, <laughs> and I was. I woke up, woke up, and crawled out and looked at binoculars at a different mountain. I just remember you like saw, there's sheep everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably exactly what I said. I saw a bunch of white dots over there with the binoculars and dug out your spotting scope because I didn't have one. And uh, we started looking, and there's there was some good rams in there. Yeah, like there was a lot of sheep over there. there. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I could not believe it. It was a beautiful morning, all the hope in the world, right? And, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was probably like 75 sheep, like across that, that mountainside. There was, I just remember there being a lot. So I, I would have guessed more there was than a bo- dozen, but at some, somewhere in between those well, two. Well, I mean, probably. I thought there was a dozen, there was a dozen just in that band, there like were. in that bunch you shot yours out of. There were, for sure. So and you're probably right. There were other groups. Yeah. So, yeah Who knows? Right. It, like, it'd just be a guess, but it was a lot. It was a lot, you know, and hunting that area since then, it's a lot of, she- like, probably the most sheep I've ever seen together. It was a sight to behold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we were so excited to get out of there and go make a move. 
We, we did. We, we pounded some oatmeal just yep. left, right? Um, yep. With empty packs and rifles, pretty much. Yep. Stopped for a couple photo shoots on the way, but for the most part, it was just a, like, real fast, real fast hike on the backside of the ridge to get around yeah. the mountain, around the backside of the mountain that they were on. Yep. So and then... And then we intercepted the lambs and ewes. Oh, yeah. Range as we went, we like walked around the backside of this mountain. And we ran into a herd of lambs and ewes, like right there. I mean, really, really close. I just remember bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell this story to my kids as a bedtime story occasionally, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they like that part. But yeah, we, and <laughs> they don't typically respond to calling that time of year real well. But. <laughs> We, we were down in all fours crawling through the middle of the herd and you were going by and I was eating grass. <laughs> Nine side, it was just act just, like we're sheep. <laughs> they won't ever know. Yeah. <laughs> it was in hindsight, it was, it's funny, but it, it, it was fine. We went right through the middle of the herd. Yeah. And once we were past them and over, over the next rise, we actually could walk like humans again and continue that hike. Yeah. That's, it's funny. Like some of the st- stuff over the years, like, as stupid as it sounds, like sometimes if you don't have any other options, you know, just hope no one's out there watching you yeah. <laughs> look like an idiot. But sometimes stuff like when, you know, when I got busted by those ones, you know, trying to sneak up on them with my bow, I, I was like 60 yards away and they busted me and ran off and I'm like, all right, well, goodbye. You know, we'll see, <laughs> see you 10 miles away. But they, you know, I was just, I was wearing like a white hoodie. I'm like, well, I might as well just like act cool, <laughs> and same thing, like act like I'm feeding and kind of glance over at them, and then you know just act like act casual, as dumb as that sounds. Oh, it, that's that sometimes sometimes can work in that at least buy you some time sometimes, and sometimes it just puts them at ease. Like, oh yeah, we just stumble on this whatever it is really close, and it's not trying to kill us. They're not trying to eat it. They're trying to chase animals us. Animals can oftentimes see intent. They make it scared anyway, but they can usually tell intent, I think. But you know that sheep, those pictures I was just showing you, yeah. the ram I got a couple of years ago. I found, I got to those at <clears throat> like seven in the morning. I'd seen them the night before and left early and got to them about seven in the morning and was trying to figure out where they were at. It's another foggy morning and stumbled on one of them it was a group of 11 rams and i stumbled on one of them at about 40 yards but just barely like i was just cresting over the rise just not to see him yeah. he saw me and i hit the deck and I, I could hear like a stampede it was in grass and i could just hear all of them running like a stampede i'll never forget that sound and i was like i, I was like damn it but i didn't think there were any legal ones in the group at the time yeah. i wasn't it was just anyways and so i ran about 50 or 100 yards to the side and poked my head up in a different area and they were all starting to calm down already they ran maybe 50 70 50 75 yeah. yards and all stopped and you know they're looking looking around and no one sees any threats and you know the big ones don't seem too worried it's yeah just, you know so they all kind of calmed down and eventually moseyed away and I didn't shoot one because I couldn't get a good enough look to convince myself, even though in my my gut I knew it was there, but end up taking like another 12 hours to yeah. hike over a different mountain and get a real good look at them and shoot them. But yeah. It's, uh, no, I mean, in, you know, when we, well, it wasn't this one, but the day, the day, I'm, like I say this one, I'm pointing at Rams in my room, <laughs> my office. Um, but the day before the one, the one my buddy Frank killed, we were sneaking on that, like, 
they had like got got up and like to feed and moved down, and so we were like kind of sneaking down over the top of them to get you know a final look, sort them out and shoot them, and ended up getting way too close. Whereas like one ram, I think he was you know maybe forty yards when he busted us and came walking up to like twenty five yards. We just, we laid there like you know frozen, and Frank was like in a horrible like an uncomfortable position for almost an hour. It was like 50 some minutes. And that Ram, like he'd stand there and look at us like 25 yards away, stand there and look at us and then like pretend to eat and then snap his head back, you know, and then eventually, but none of the other ones saw us. And eventually he walked back and you know, it all, it all worked Did out. Did you say 25 yards? Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised he, but it was like he'd look at us and he'd look at the other sheep and none of them could see us or smell us or anything. And so, yeah, no, you never know. Like even some, some guys have told, you know, really experienced guys have told me like you sometimes can be really surprised what you might be surprised what you can get away with sometimes. It's just the consequences of screwing it up are sometimes like very, very significant. I understand what you're saying, though. I did have one ram that I passed on one year because I was, I mean, in, in hindsight, you know, it was a really nice ram. But the, the, the configuration just wasn't quite there. It wasn't counting rings. But yeah. I, I worked up, it took a week, but I worked up to a 50-yard horizontal shot that I didn't end up taking. And I, I heard rocks falling around. I thought maybe there's another one with them. So I got yeah. a little too bold. And I was like 90% sure. I wasn't sure enough to shoot him at that point. Yeah. So I got, anyway, I, I, he finally saw me and... uh ran but i still had shots inside of 400 yards for the next yeah. 30 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah pretty crazy yeah. but uh yeah so what our our deal we kind of we looped around the back of this mountain of the way i remember and there was kind of a little notch in the top of this mountain that the the side that the sheep were on was like this super steep rock chute and they had been scattered like across the whole mountainside, but there was a bunch of them. There was a bunch of them like down ewes and stuff down in the chute, and then this bunch of rams was like bedded kind of off to the right. And I think that's where we got like the look with the spotter, and was like, oh man, like because there was one, the one, the one that got away was. Uh, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to talk about that. Um. Yeah, the, there because that one's like, oh yeah, he's legal for sure. Yeah, you know, with like a cheap at like junker spot and scope. And we were two hundred yards away. No, well, when that. we shot, when we started shooting, we were way farther than that. Like we were up at the top of the mountain still. Oh, we were I when we from the top of the mountain. Yeah, when oh. we first like saw, yeah, you know, that one's legal. And I, man, it's funny how memories work because I completely space that part i i remember we came up over the hill down that gully where you said yep. we're insane for trying to go down this and there was like you yeah it was super steep and, and there was ewes in there and and i don't know it was in hindsight it was pretty bold to me because i'm like ah oh, they won't like I was yeah like, i don't care if we spook those ones of course <laughs> you know? after we're you know buying it sheep with you know an orange backpack on my back yeah <laughs> old healthy frame pack walking right through the middle of the herd trying not to spook them yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> and uh so I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just, you know, pick our way, Let's try to be quiet, you know, walk down this, you know, and some of those, I mean, some of the ewes saw us and kind of meandered on their way, but we got our way, I mean, it was like a few hundred yards down to a big kind of rock outcropping. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just a little spine. We were on the on the downhill gully side of it that we had to pop up over yeah. to, to find the sheep. And the way I remember it, we came over and went down that steep stuff, not having seen them. Obviously, yep. you remember that we, we did. Mm-hmm. But we were going blind and popped up over, and there they were 200 yards away. Yeah. Laid down, and you had your 300 mag. Yep, the old, the old Model 700 with the wood stock and the blued stainless barrel. Um, yeah, so... I mean, it's a nice rifle. I still actually still have it. Yeah. And I have since bedded it and shot caribou with it. It's my nice. caribou rifle now. But yeah, I lined up and you said, you know, you gave the green light. You were like the guide on that trip. I was told, <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. And, but yeah. Well, I bare, I didn't know what I was doing either. <laughs> we got lucky hindsight, but. Yeah. But I made what I felt like was a good shot and I saw a puff of. Well, rock. Like behind his back Behind feet. his back, behind and below his back foot, like a foot low and a foot behind his back foot. And I was like, holy cow. And I'm like, shit, you missed. Use my. <laughs> no, 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 no. I emptied. I had four rounds in the thing. I emptied all four and hit the I, same damn rock every single I time while he's just watching. I, I couldn't think, figure out what I, I was th- doing. Well, I were at the same, I think I remember being like, Use my rifle. Use my and I was ignoring you. I couldn't couldn't process how why, how I was missing. And it, yeah. Maybe it wasn't my fault. But yeah, and yeah, he eventually like skedaddled up the hill, and we had, we had to like run, we went like down a couple. We slid down a little rock shoot the way I remember it. We, yeah, I'm sure yep. we were on foot running a little bit of sliding. Maybe we went fifty yards or so further down the mountain, and then popped up again. Yep, and he was the the bigger one was gone. But the other of the, because it was like, oh, there's two that might be legal. And I remember when, I remember looking at them through the scope when they were bedded down. Um, the, you know, there was the big one and the other one was broomed on the left horn, but I couldn't see the right horn. That's when I shot. And yeah. so when, by the time we got like repositioned and you had my rifle, um, he was the one, he was like, the big one was gone, but he was standing there facing uphill and I could see the right horn and got the scope on him. Yep. He's good. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shot him and then he took off running. I was gun shy about missing the last four times. Yeah. And when I see him running, like, is, you, you, you hear the thud. He, yep. he was a good hit, but I still shot again. Yeah. And yeah, he ran, I don't know, like hundred, 200 yards up the mountain. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember it took us a little bit to find him in, like, all the big rocks. Well, I remember looking through the rifle scope as he's running up the mountain and seeing him just tip over kind of almost backwards. Oh, gotcha. Like, like done. And when we when we were um, cutting him up, there's a hole straight through the middle of the heart. Yeah. From that first shot. Oh, yeah, shot. you hit him hit him good the first one. I, just, I think, honestly, I probably clean missed the second because there's only one shot. And yeah. It was that first one. It was just a... That's okay. A panic after the first <laughs> Understandably so. Man, yeah, so we got, no, oh, we were we were high on the hog there. I mean, yeah, I've got pictures of that even. What a nice looking sheep that was. I mean, it wasn't oh, the yeah, biggest he was ever, beautiful. but what a great first ram. Just pure white, clean as could be. Yeah, these are pictures of that sheep. See, it's like this, is, this yeah. is when we were going down, and the sheep are like somewhere right over there. Mm-hmm. I think that might be them right there. So he must have shot in the top side of that spine, then yep. slid down somewhere. Somewhere in there. Or, That's yeah. like looking back at you up the up that shoot. That sheep. It was a good looking ram. Mm-hmm. There's still some blue sky in the pictures. Yeah, because we had come from like we... our camp was way up there. 
little funny look on your face. It's funny how like, cause I had, uh, you had, I remember you had a digital camera, but I had just like the click and shoot like disposable cameras and, uh, still back in the day. So yeah, pretty much as soon as, as soon as you shot that one and we were like all happy about it, it started slowly started to rain. Yeah, it got worse from there again. And we were almost out of water too. I think you were down to like, yeah, we were both down to almost no water. So we had, uh, it was too steep to go back up. We figured, or we didn't want to put ourselves through that. Or it just seemed easier to take a straight it seemed shot easier. back. Yeah, we had to go. We had to go like down to the bottom. There was a creek in the bottom. Got water. Well, we wanted to wash the blood off the cape too yep. in the creek. So we yep. did that. Yeah, added and some weight to the hide. Added some weight. Got it nice and heavy, and then had to climb up that spine back up to the top. Which was you know by the time we got up to that, we're almost to camp. But I just I remember like crawling up the thing on my hands and knees. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it was getting dark, and it had been a steady rain ever since we shot the, ever since we finished cutting up the sheep the way I remember. Yeah, and it was dark, and man, I know I remember my mind, and we didn't have trekking poles or anything back then. No, you know, no, we were just pounding up that hill or up those up those boulders basically, mm-hmm. and uh, in my mind, I was just building up camp. Like I can't wait to get back to camp. Oh. By the time we actually got there. In my mind, there was like a blazing fire going, yeah. seat chairs around it, and it was going to be beautiful sight to behold. And yep. as we get up there, we're having a hard time even seeing the damn thing. I don't know if we had headlamps or we probably had a crappy headlamp or something probably, just to see a little yeah. reflection from the the pathetic looking excuse of a tent in the sideways rain, <laughs> just enough to see that we had left the fly or the the door to the tent open in our haste to leave that morning. Yeah. And it had been raining all afternoon and evening. Blowing straight into the tent. Yeah. Oh, sleeping And bags, you, were on like the, you were on the slightly downhill <laughs> side, like, all your stuff was soaked. We were bailing water out of that tent. There's like, yeah. three, four inches of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was awful. Spent the next three hours giving ourselves carbon monoxide poisoning, trying to use the Coleman stove <laughs> yeah. and all that fuel we bought or brought to dry out our cotton clothing. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, I was wearing like army pants or so was I. Yeah. Uh, oh. Not even though. They were hundred percent cotton. They were knockoffs. Or um it was all yeah, it was oh, bad. man. Um Yeah. That was a long night. And then did we did we stay a whole nother day? I think was it or two, two or three more days? Was it two or three nights we were there? It was I think I want to say it was forty eight hours. Yeah. Because we didn't leave the next morning, I, th- I thought we were we were in the tent a whole day, the whole oh, next day. Oh, easily, yes, yep. At least, yeah. Just freaking, just trying pounded. to trying to take naps. We basically you, you know, you could sleep for a half an hour. And exactly what parts would be numb when you woke yeah. up and just rotate <laughs> like a rotisserie for forty eight hours. Yeah, or whatever. It ended and up I being. was, and that was before I ever started using like air pads. Oh or, yeah, it was just a thin piece of foam like horrible man like and it was I, not the smoothest campsite no it was, it was like field. it was yeah just a small like patch of grass on a pretty steep slope yeah not flat not level not smooth yeah it was it was sucked you did have those one of those little um desserts you brought the debbie oh the uh, like or whatever oh it was uh 
just yeah like the cherry pies or whatever there, i was like the most, un- <laughs> yeah. the most unhealthy like it was unhealthy thing you could dream of literally like like yeah little debbie or whatever gas station like cherry pies or whatever i was like oh yeah I'm, these are going to be a surprise like more heavy shit that i didn't bring <laughs> pack in there it was a welcome surprise i wasn't complaining yeah and then uh yeah and then i remember I don't know, whether it was another day or two days and like we had no communication no nothing and we're thinking like we've got like five creeks we get across on the way back <laughs> And I just remember we woke up really early one morning, like four o'clock or something. And it, like it woke us up when it quit raining, like it quit blowing, yeah, exactly. quit raining. It was dead quiet. It's like, hey, it stopped. Let's pack our shit. It was probably <laughs> 4.35 in the morning. Yeah. I was honestly afraid that tent was going to just tread to nothing and we'd be out there with no shelter. Like in oh, the beginning of that storm. It was windy. It was yeah. really windy. Yeah. And consistent for the whole, you know whatever the yeah, not the storm was. Not the, like, not the best decision. <laughs> no. well, I just kind of laugh or I would cry. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so it was like, yeah, pack our, pack our shit up. We and, were packed, we were packed in no time flat, I remember. And I remember, you know, we had, so we had our 80 pound plus packs to begin with. I had... The auto, I had the ratchet straps used to tie the four wheelers down, holding all the shit on my bag. <laughs> Do you remember the yeah. white trash bag? <laughs> yeah, the trash bag. I had an old 1970s or um, Kelty pack frame. Yep. And the actual bag wasn't very big, so I had a bunch of dry bags tied or strapped to it with the ratchet straps. And so, amongst all that, we fit. We each had a whole sheep. I had kept my skull on because I didn't know if I was going to what I was going to do with it yet. Yeah. And I had the cape. Yep. And I don't know. How, how, do you think it was packs for 150, 160? Yeah. Like, I, I, well, I think I weighed mine. It was 152 or something like that. Just stupid heavy. Like, a ton of water. Like, you're talking, and I mean, that sounds outrageous, but it was like, we're talking like heavy, unnecessary gear. Yeah. Um, It was bad, and everything was soaked. Like, yeah. just completely soaked to the bone. Um. So yeah, it was it was awful, and I mean, like I said at the beginning, it was a good thing that I was I was probably in the best not a I don't know about the best shape I've ever been, but pretty close. Me too. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's probably a good thing. And I remember we'd thought like, oh, initially the plan was, oh yeah, take you know a couple days to get out of here, but at that point it's like, may- and maybe we still had that in our mind, but like I just couldn't get over. Like the, I couldn't accept the idea of setting up wet camp again. <laughs> oh, once you get your mind and the possibility of getting home, you'll go through some stuff to make it happen. Some we, hoop. How how long was that hike actually? Is it four, fourteen hours? Fourteen hours. And how many miles is that? Uh, it's probably about ten miles walk. Like like actually, maybe a little less than ten miles. Like. It's less than 10 miles, you know, like laid out on a map, but that's not accounting for elevation and you're back and forth. Because there were a couple saddles and hill, good like, hills. Like you're just climb. like running ridgeline where it's like up, way up, way down, yeah. way, way up, way down. Um, but I remember you twisted your ankle like right off the bat, right? I felt that for 
like almost 10 years afterwards. Yeah, I, I, I rolled it bad. Like, I had never carried a pack. I didn't know how I was going to carry that thing. Yeah. But we just put it on and started walking <laughs> yeah. without trekking poles. And it couldn't have been 200 yards in. You know, just coming around the corner, I roll on a tussock or something. And I just went down like a sack of potatoes. And I knew I messed up pretty bad. Yeah. It, it hurt bad. And I was I'm soft now. But back then, I was fairly tough after roofing all summer and running down ladders on my shins a few times. Yeah. <laughs> wet, wet ladders yeah. and whatnot. That hurts. Um, a fairly high pain threshold at that time. And it hurt. And I was laying there like. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't even know if I made noise. I just sat down. I don't know. I, just, I remember but. thinking, oh, shit. We were when joking you, like, about the sat phone, I know. Yeah. I don't even, did we even have a sat phone? You had phone? a satellite phone. Oh, I did. And we were joking about a rescue, but never, neither one of us was serious about it. Oh, gotcha. So I'll just wait five minutes and I'll skip this a try. Well, I was like, I don't take your boot off. Tighten, yeah. tighten your boot up. Because <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, you were like wearing pretty similar boots to me or maybe even the same ones. Oh, no. These were like um, glorified tall tennis shoes. I mean, they were waterproof. They're Rockies. Yeah. They were yeah. street oh, boots for what right. they were, but they were not mountain boots. They were, yeah. they probably weigh a pound total. I mean, they're light, light, light. Yeah. No support at all whatsoever in the shank or the ankle. But but yeah, thankfully you were able to power. We tight sucked the boot down and kept going. That was one miserable walk out of there. And then your GPS started flipping the No, this that's south, even right? down the way, down the roadways. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, but I remember thinking, like, because there was one particular, the hill from hell, that one particular saddle that was super low, and you had to climb, like, 1,500 feet back. Maybe it wasn't 1,500, but it felt like it. Every step of it. Oh, man. Super steep, like, really steep, straight up, all the way back out of this, you know, right after you drop all this elevation, then you got to go right back up again. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I had it in my mind, like, oh, we're not, like, it's going to take us, ha- like, we're going to have to camp halfway Yeah, up for a while. We planned to try to just make it to the top of that that first day in the yeah. camp. And then as we finally powered through and saw that we were making Got decent up, time, like, oh, let's, like, keep, let's just go for it. Keep going. I just, I remember being so tired. And we tried to side, which I've learned since, like, we tried to side hill oh, a bunch of stuff. We did. Yep. Which is just awful. Just slippery moss-covered boulders that took a number of spots yeah, on the way in a lot of that black that black lichen yeah actually rewinding a little bit because we skipped over it why the rifle was off i mean it was off after the trip too um but i don't know if i bonked it when i fell one of the three or four yeah. times i fell yeah. on the way in or if i think it was swelling of the stock is what yeah. it was because it wasn't nearly far enough off to miss by the, that much and hit the same rock four times in a yeah. row by three four feet yeah, at, at 100, 200 yards, whatever it was. So I think the stock swelled. Not positive on that, but pretty sure. I just remember behind his back feet, <laughs> watching that thing uh, walk, run off into our memories. Oh, sickening. Uh, I should have grabbed your rifle. But uh, it worked out fine. It I'm, did, yeah. It, we got a, I got a great sheep and couldn't be happier about that, but yeah. Yep, and then... Uh, yeah, so just marching and marching, and pretty much the whole time it's like on and off. It didn't rain hard on us that day, but it was like on and off, like mist, just socked in fog and slight drizzle in. It was and, enough to be kind of cold on the hands. Yo, yeah, with, I remember with the cotton gloves. Your cotton <laughs> high high tech cotton gloves. I remember you. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that was rough. And then, uh, um, 
yeah, we got to a point where like we're on top of a ridge in the janky GPS I has the GPS that like didn't actually have a map on it. Yep. It just shows like I had with a couple a couple black dots on yeah, it. Yeah, I had like marked a waypoint and you know we're up on top and like the, the direction like keeps spinning around or whatever. I'm like, what the <laughs> finally like whatever I'd noticed there was like a sun icon or something. So I like put that where the sun was to like orient myself. I don't know because one, oh, I'm sure how- you had to be moving for it to be like showing you which way you were going. It was it was scary because you're on top of this hill or mountain, you know, and you're like, I don't know, if you if you you're off by a few degrees, you're gonna be in the wrong drainage. Well one yeah, we had a two spines going off at about forty five degrees apart at one yeah, point. That's and right. Ended up taking the wrong one and taking a nice little detour down the oh. mountain for a while and realizing it wasn't gonna wasn't the right one. Oh man! And then we walked around the top of one of those mountains, I think, until we found like we just walked here. Oh yeah, that's right. We just kept side hilling all the way around, and it was foggy, so you couldn't tell until you were there. Yeah, and then there's the false summits. That's like you're like, oh, I can see the top of this one. We're almost there, and then like the clouds <laughs> break, and there's another bigger one behind <laughs> it. Like, Fuck! Oh, it was that was pretty demoralizing. That was a fairly low point when we were lost and yeah. basically carrying those stupid heavy backpacks in circles and had a long ways to go and didn't know which way to go. Yeah. I forgot that we like got that turned around. I remember, I remember like fi- the point where we figured out the GPS, like the, how to, how to do it. And yeah, eventually we got, it was like 1130 at night or whatever. And the worst was like the last the last half mile on the GPS. Endless. It's like endless. It's like 0.5 miles, 0.5 miles. 0.6 miles. <laughs> and, then, and then you finally like sat down, pull it out, look at it, and it's like 500 feet. And I just remember you just dropped your pack and took off running. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, when we found those four-wheelers, and didn't we camouflage? We camouflaged the trailer. Didn't we camouflage the four-wheelers? We didn't camouflage too? the four-wheelers, Maybe but not. we hit them. We, was, we tucked them into a draw. And it was kind of foggy and fully dark, basically. It was hard to find them. I've got pictures of that, too, I think, loading up on the You've got a, You're about to come across a picture of one of the happiest moments of my entire life is planting my butt in that four-wheeler with the backpack tied to it. Well, there's oh, my, like a picture of me by the four-wheelers anyway. Yeah. That was not totally dark. Not totally dark, but, oh, that was awful. <laughs> there's, That's, there's your happy face. <laughs> there's you, like, pa- passed out, laying, laying on the ground laying with your, down, looking up the fog. your yard sale garbage bag <laughs> backpack. I'll have to, there's some good ones in here. I'll have to put a couple of these up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, happy face. My disposable camera sitting there. You were you weren't real happy about me taking a picture of you there. You were that mad, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just brutal. Yeah, but we made it and like actually got down to some timber that night and got a fire. You were about half hypothermic through your hands. <laughs> It felt so good, though. I think we had stashed, like, some stag chili or something. Yeah, some, some beef chili like or beans or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Living high. I just, yeah, I remember eating that, and then, like, my, the, like, the the butt pad on that pack, or lack thereof, that yeah, my, like, I was, my lower back was swollen out, like, <laughs> I laid down on my back, and I'm like, man, what hurts so bad? 
Oh, it was that, awful. That packed a number on you. Yeah, I couldn't. I could hardly walk for like a couple of weeks after we managed managed to get home. But I don't, and I don't even remember. And it was yeah. And then the rest, like the ride, was even worse in the way in, all the way out. Like yeah, I mean, we were. It felt good to be home with our or home. I say, you know, back to the wheelers and part way back to the truck. Yeah, camping with our two sheep heads, and you know, we're done with all that. And then the rivers, because it rained so bad in that storm, yeah, way was, up. Yeah, like I said, there was like five or maybe six creeks we had to cross that, yeah, it's like not that big a deal. Even like some of these like small creeks, they just were totally flooded and it was scary. Cause we almost like, got know, washed in like an eight foot deep hole coming right off that campsite. Yeah. Right? I yeah. Mean, I remember you getting washed down a few feet to get the trailer on your rig. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> rugged. And then we're cruising and at one point I was behind you and well we stopped to fly fish before we got started yeah so we, we did that right yep caught some grayling caught and, some grayling and yeah finally yeah we made it back and uh remember like driving into town and we uh i and that was a trip that was another thing like formative moment i didn't bring any chapstick on that trip i remember you complaining about that and i like by the time we you know got out my lips were like so cracked and hurt so bad I couldn't even smile even though I wanted to. <laughs> so we stopped at Fred Meyer to like drop the my disposables off at the one hour photo and get <laughs> and get chapstick. And then Did we, we went do to, that before we went to eat? And we went to Chili's, yep. Oh, that was a good meal. That was a good meal back when They must not have appreciated us. We were pretty happy oh, to be there. But. Stanky, yeah. <laughs> and uh Yeah, that was heck of a trip. I can't remember how much weight I lost. I mean, I was pretty skinny. I was pretty skinny going into that. I think I was only like 205 maybe. That was back in the... I don't know how much weight I lost either. I had nothing to lose. I was pretty lean that summer. and uh, But I was gone in the face. Like my, when my <laughs> family saw me like, what happened to you? I remember like, you telling POW. me... I remember you telling me... When you got when you got home, like walked in, your family's having dinner, and your dad's like, "What the hell happened to you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I could totally picture that your dad your dad saying, that. <laughs> "My brother's like, I think even I could take you on now." And it's like <laughs> feeling pretty confident at that point. Yeah, oh, that was that was pretty good. But yeah, that well, I couldn't feel my toes for a month, probably on either foot. For like over the years, my right foot's pretty much healed. My my left the like it's the middle the middle couple toes or three toes i guess you'd say the middle three toes on my left foot um still hurt me hiking uh it's like a certain kind of great certain grade i can't remember you know like walking flat in my mountain boots sometimes with a backpack on it just it's like certain things will trigger it and i'll be fine and then all of a sudden like it's almost unbearable just like burning like nerve pain in my in my toes. Um it seems like, you know, slightly uphill's not too bad. Or maybe it's like slightly downhill that kills it. I can't remember. That's interesting. But still, yeah, to this day I still deal with some of that. I, that was two thousand six. Yeah. I don't have any my ankle finally healed up. I remember many years later north of five or six, I think. I was like hopping across a little you know, like a little depression on the side of a parking lot type of deal, <laughs> land on that foot and just like really felt it. Oh, it's always dumb stuff. Like I, 
the yeah the two worst in the recent years, the two worst like ankle injuries I've had were like trying to go downstairs quickly. <laughs> Either once in the house, you know, like uh now that story's probably better not. I was yeah, I was just being dumb. Running down the stairs, about snap my ankle. Just sit there and cry for a while. Feel, your stupidity. Feel the pop, yeah. <laughs> Hopping around on one leg, and then the other one when I was in my extra tufts. It was years back at um, the first place my wife and I lived after I got married. Cabin. I'd started my truck and was gonna go run to town. Just like hop down the front steps real quick and kapow. <laughs> like, nope, you're not going anywhere. Like hop to the truck, shut the truck off, go like grab some peas or something out of the, whatever is in the freezer, prop it up and like get my boot off. And, and you, oh, you know, yeah. it's the mental pain of your own stupidity that hurts more than the actual <laughs> physical is. pain on those. Well, it's the, yeah, that, and you're just like almost, almost just the knowledge of like, this is going to hurt really bad well exactly the fact that it's not going to go away as <laughs> yeah. quickly as the pain will you're going to be like, yeah dealing before, with it like, for a while your brain can work a lot faster than your nervous system and like you feel that pop and you're like oh this is not this is going to be really bad <laughs> like oh yeah like yeah, that i don't know if it was that time or the last time but i like almost threw up it hurt so bad mm-hmm. but keep on keep on cranking but yeah there's a lot of a lot of this is some good memories very formative and uh, yeah that kept me scared out of going in there for a lot of years because that was that was a tough trip that was that was i would say still probably the hardest the most brutal pack out i've ever had the one where me and me and frank like packed his delta ram out was right up there but i don't think it was that bad Depends on how you want to look at it. Distance-wise, it was a lot, lot farther. But, and that was almost a similar thing. Yeah, because it was like you're, you think you're there, or you think you're right at the end, and then that last like couple miles just drags on and on and on. You can't even like sit down because you're so you know you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to get back up. Yeah, everything starts to hurt ex- exponentially more. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that scared me. You've kind of gone on to crazier stuff living down south. You hunt a little bit, a little bit more rugged country than than I do. Some of hearing some of your stories when you're like, "Oh yeah, I just ran up and yeah, this I couldn't I had to climb this cliff to get up here and <laughs> get over." You know, the first time I went goat hunting was by myself because yeah. my buddy had to back out last minute, and I didn't want to let that stop the whole thing. It was on a registration hunt to drive to it and type of a deal. So it's mm-hmm. went and, uh, man, I got myself, I scared myself bad three times in a row on that trip. Just getting into places where like, I don't even know why I climbed up to where I did, but you can't get down kind of a thing. Yeah. It's just bad, bad and by yourself. And one time I thought I heard goats up there. Um, this, early, this is still early in the whole mountain hunting yeah. progression. <laughs> I thought I heard goats up here. Right, so, yeah. exactly. Can't see them, but they're yeah. there, right? And, oh, my gosh, I took my – for some reason, and this is like, you know, the third straw of scaring myself right before I decided to just bag it and go home. But I took my backpack off, slung that Model 700 over my back, and I was it was hot. It was in long underwear. Mm-hmm. And I actually – it was the first time I'd worn – mountain hunting boots you know like loas yeah 
I didn't know what those things could do. They're like, it's like putting on four wheel drive compared to wearing like, you know what I was wearing previously. And I started scrambling up this gully and I saw a rock go whipping by me the size of basketball. And I just watched that thing go and go and it would <laughs> skip like 200 <laughs> yards at a time until it was out of sight. And I realized the mountains just falling apart. It's just steep and, yeah. and sunny. And, uh, I look back at my boot prints and I'm walking sideways like Spider-Man on this gully <laughs> and I've got like a half an inch of indentation I'm making with the, just the edge of the tread of my boot. Yeah. And that's all that's holding me from being any different than that rock. Oh you know, man. At, at, at that moment, I was like, if I can get back down, put that backpack on and I go yeah. home. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh man. Yeah. That's scary. That's something that's easier to go up than to go down a lot of times. I can't say too much, but usually I hunt pretty, pretty gentle country compared to some, some guys, but I've tamed out a bit. You've tamed out a bit. Yeah. Having the kids a little bit different perspective. That does just change things a little bit. You start thinking about, thinking about things a little more. Start thinking in the first place about things. (laughs) (laughs) About things at all. (laughs) (laughs) There might be goats up there. I can do this. I can do Easy. this. I'm invincible. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> bad's going to happen. It'll be fine. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think. There was something I was going to bring up. Another thing of getting later in years, I guess. I can't freaking remember. Memory loss. What's that? Yeah, memory <laughs> loss. Kids will, I've, it seems like kids will do that to you too. Oh, I'm, t- I'm glad it's not just me that thinks that. Although. I'm always looking for an excuse to blame somebody else on. I, I don't know. My, stuff. it's just scary. Stuff goes quick. My uncle says he, that he, for years he's told me, he's like, I don't even remember my thirties. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of right there with you now. But, uh, yep. So what, uh. Man, I am losing it. So you you drew a pretty good tag this year. Oh yeah, right? yeah that that's what that was one of the things I was going to bring up. Yeah, lucked out and drew the. Uh, embarrassed to say, I don't remember the number. I am very into this, but I just don't remember the number. It's the north side of Knick Glacier, so Grasshopper Valley area. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. Pretty good year for be a pretty good year for. You and me, anyway. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I'm the crew. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> Everybody else can pounce to... <laughs> in until I'm back dealing with it next year. <laughs> I actually wasn't even going to go sheep hunt this year. Just I was going to go goat hunt instead. Yeah. I was going to go to Kodiak or something just because sheep's been... I've been lucky the last couple of years, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I'm on borrowed time and nah. populations aren't doing great. I was going to take a year off and goat hunt instead, but nope. Sheep hunting. Yep. Heck yeah, man. Try to find a big one. No, it's, yeah. And I mean, like if people feel like it, they're going to make a difference, make a difference taking a year off sheep hunting. I mean, like, and certainly in some areas, like the sheep hunting is going to be a lot harder for a while, you know, just bad winters. I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic on this winter. You know, we had like the bad ice stuff in the middle, but, um, you know, from what I've been hearing anyway, it sounds like yeah, it might not be that bad. In a lot of in a lot of areas, as far in you know, we've had a much we've had a nicer spring, I think, this year than the last two years. Which that's I think what what did a lot of it was get big huge dumps of snow in April, 
you know, right when it's needing to be springtime and mm-hmm. it just crushes stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's been hard to watch and think about trying not to, but at the same time, nature's generally fairly resilient. So, yeah, no, and stuff not going to be helpful re- for animals, but yeah, no. And I like, you know, I believe that, that full curl, you know, mature ram regulation works pretty well. And, you know, I think stuff will, stuff will come back. At least that's my hope. So I'm hope so. I've caught you know try to be cautiously, cautiously optimistic. It's a better way to live. Yeah, than the alternative. <laughs> yeah, so you're just worried sick all the time. It it you know ultimate, especially with the sheep. There's only so much you can do, or you know boost or whatever it is you're worried about. You know it's at a certain point it's going to be what it's going to be when it comes to weather, and yeah, I don't need to shorten years off of my life stress stressing out about it at least that's what i tell myself yeah it's for sure. yeah easier said than done some days but yeah. yeah yeah no kidding um you're saying uh you you might you might you're going bear hunting this spring too or I'm you probably i've got some friends who would like to go and i, I don't know i've got a full-size black bear mountain in my was that there when you stopped by no you got a full-size bot like full life-size mount yeah I oh, shot cool. a, i shot a good one and my wife, for some reason, just isn't really into black bear rugs. She's like, I'd rather see life-size mountains. I was like, well. Say no more. <laughs> so I talked to uh, um, um, Woodland Taxidermy, uh, space in the guy's name. Um, anyways, he did a great job. I talked to him and said, hey, can you just do the bear form, the bear part, and leave me to do the, the diorama or the base or whatever you want to call yeah. it? And he gave me a lot of great notes and instruction how to do that. And it came out really good. It took nice. me like a year to do it. Yeah. Said and done, it came out good. Oh, that's awesome, so, man. Yeah. Cut, that wasn't, the, the, was that the one that like you shot in the face with your 375? <laughs> like, no, right? no, no. This was, uh, we, were, we were just out for a hike, actually. And uh, we were like, I don't know, six miles down the, a trail. Yeah. And we're, it was, it was a weird day to be on a hike. So it was kind of foggy and rainy. And we're, here we are walking down a fairly boring trail just for six miles. <laughs> this was before kids, obviously. Man, this sounds What riveting. are you going to do all day, right? Yeah. Um, so, and we, right about the time we're getting ready to turn around, we see a big old black bear in the trail. So, like, eh, well, rather than tempt date, let's just, now was a great time to turn around. So we did and get back home and 12 mile day or, making some popcorn and, and then the wheels start turning just huh? resting a bit and hitting the movie the ra- you know it's getting kind of dark not dark but you know with the fault with the rain it's kind of yeah kind of dark and i texted buddy he's like ah, i have big black bears like you gonna go get it i was like i'm kind of thinking about it he's like <laughs> well you know this is the last day of the season it's 7 p.m oh man <laughs> he's like you want to go get it i was like yeah let's do it so we threw together our backpacks and um took our bikes as far as we could and then hiked and we were able to find that thing and shoot it uh, within, I don't know, it was before midnight, of course, but it was late. It was de- nice. probably in the latter half of 11 o'clock. <laughs> Found the thing again, shot it. It was a seven foot square bear. Man, that's which nice. Was pretty one. good. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys got all, yeah. Of course, you, there's bears pop out all over the place down there, huh? Do you ever run into them, any of them? Are you still in the same place, the same S- house? Still in the in? same house. We, we don't see many. And occasionally, over, sometimes I'll have a game cam up and we, get like usually in a given year we'll have one or two medium-sized black bears rolling through periodically yeah. not often nice was uh 
Well, that was in Eagle River. Did you see anything with that um, that big avalanche they had at Oh, yeah. Um, my Highland bo- Road? My, yeah, we've got actually a friend of ours was one of the houses that was, it went 50 yards. They're the highest ones up on the hill. It went like yeah. 30 yards from their house. Jeez, yeah, because <laughs> it looked like a big avalanche and it didn't end up like, it went like between houses, but it didn't. It didn't actually any clobber anyone's house. No, very fortunate. It's not a normal slide path. Um, yeah, they slept right through. They said it was kind of quiet. And I was actually talking to I forgot who it was. Um, somebody who works at the ra- oh, I remember. Yes, she works at the railroad and is in tune with all the avalanche, you know, mitigation and how it all works. But when it's warm, heavy snow, warm, wet snow like that. I guess they're fairly slow moving and kind of huh. quiet compared to like the big powdery, yeah. fast, dry ones. Yeah, it was it was mess over there. I know a couple of people back there, and I actually went over to one of their houses and grabbed beer, and we're just looking over at it, and it's just a ton of snow. Jeez, well, because yeah, it blocked the road. It was Highland Road that it blocked, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and the snow was right. I mean, there's pictures online, and we can look at, it, but yeah. the snow was like right up to people's. Like, there's probably three houses, I think, if I remember right. But it was in their yard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, lucky. Yeah. Man, no thanks. Not going to have any landslides around here, and I've pretty much knocked down all the trees that could fall on the house. <laughs> it's a pretty good pile of snow outside your window, though. Yeah, you, yeah, I don't big think pile. There's of... a hill under there. It's all snow, right? No, yeah, that's all snow. <laughs> I not I took that stuff off the garage. It was all the way to the roof of the garage, basically. By the time I got it all shoveled off, get the kids sledding down that. I tried. I tried. I by the time you know it. I got in a groove. I was going to just shovel a little bit, and then I got in a groove, and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting all this shit off of here, and then I'm going to sled down off, you know, when I saw how high everything was stacked up, and uh, what? So I got got it all, set up the camera to document my death, <laughs> and climbed up there, and the sled wouldn't slide. I, like, <laughs> scraped it too long, so the asphalt, sh- the shingles were, like, grabbing on the sled. I'm like, well, that's anticlimactic. And uh, then I went and I had to dig out my fuel tank and like dig a, a trench to my and dig out my fuel tank and the flue for my my heater in the garage and everything because of course all that was buried. This whole side of the garage was just buried to the hilt. Still is. Yeah, so, I put in some good shovel hours with you one week this year. I did our house. Oh and, yeah, uh, my parents' cabin up in Tucky. Oh, I was, was like, was with me. And, yeah, in theory, I was like, yeah, in, I didn't, in your spirit. ass wasn't here. <laughs> in spirit. No, I put in some hours though. Yeah, well, shovel. shoveling snow sucks too. I just got. I get sick of plow. I get. I don't mind plowing snow. I kind of like plowing snow with the four wheeler, but I just you get sick of it when it's every day or like just bang, bang, bang. And then I ran it. You know, I ran out of places to to put it. And, you know, we've got five foot, had five foot tall piles of snow, 20 feet deep on all sides of the driveway here. Like where the snow machine, the little snow machine trail up on the hill here. That's not really a hill. That's snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. That's a lot of snow. We've got a pretty flat driveway. We can put, I've got a bluff. I can push it all off of. So nice. Do you got a plow truck or use your four wheeler? 83 Dodge. I always, oh, always wanted an old pickup. And I, once we got the house, that was the excuse I needed. That's a good excuse. I, I, I needed, uh, I, I wish I had still had my, my first truck was 80, that 
Yeah, you, that old yeah, F-150, you've been in it. That's yeah. what we took. She that old eighty three F one fifty like short box with the straight six three hundred cool trucks back then. Yeah, I like I, I man, I bought that or my my dad bought me that truck for like birthday Christmas when I was sixteen from another teacher at the high school, and that was just a good good truck, you know, four speed transmission. Had a lot of fun in that truck. I mean, that drove that truck like it drove it up. It drove up from Colorado. I mean, I had it up on the up on the slope, you know, several times. Um, took it on the ferry down to Washington, Oregon. Drove it back. Like that truck had some miles on it. I kind of I wish I had it right now because they're so simple to work on. I could just like replace everything in it. Throw probably get a get a decent motor. Throwing in it, it would it would uh, it would have been a really good plow truck too. Mine's pretty tired. It's not a highway vehicle. It hasn't hasn't been registered in a decade. But, yeah. Um, I, I I do. You do I'm, keep your insurance up. <laughs> no, but I am tempted to you know fix it up and make it a yeah. roadworthy vehicle again. It yeah. just stays in the driveway right now. Nice. Yeah. I every year I think about it. I'm like, ah, uh, I should could really use a plow truck or you know when it's like dumping snow like that. I'm like, yeah, if I had a plow truck, I could be making some money right now. <laughs> be paying for be paying for itself but no i bought a I bought a different truck with its own problems <laughs> as i was telling you well you can use that one to go hunting though yeah like you can actually drive to a destination yeah <laughs> no yeah no i think this one will be all right like it was a pretty pretty good scare i was thinking i was gonna have to replace the motor and then found yeah then it keep would you just throw some sea foam through it and call it good? Well, some sea foam, some Marvel mystery oil, <laughs> everything you could find. Everything I show. could find. <laughs> Stick the arm out and walk down the aisle. Yeah, no, I had. Well, you know, I mean, I, I didn't do that much work. I didn't do any real work on it. You know, it was Rob. You know, I bought the thing. Like I was telling you earlier, bought the thing. You know, pretty good pretty good deal you know it had a code engine like a misfire code and i'm like yeah well that motor that 5.0 it's probably like a probably a spark plug or coil pack you know they're pretty dependable motors and then but i guess some people don't ever change their oil or something so um turned out turned out like had had no compression in the cylinder and so you know robbed them they like mucked it out and treated it and and leaked down tested it and it was like indicating that it was rings and i think what it was what i think i mean it has to be because bad problems don't fix themselves yeah no compression because of rings um, fixing itself is you know what unlucky. it had to be was just that the rings got so gummed up or something that they just weren't they got locked locked up and weren't expanding or or whatever because it it's like yeah it's i mean and they ran some treatment through it and then when I got it back, I drove it and dumped a bunch of, you know, dumped like Mr. Seafoam in the gas and Mr. Oil in the oil, <laughs> ran it hard for a couple of days. And then, it, you know, and even on fresh oil after like a few days, it was pretty colored up. So drop the oil again and, you know, run it, you know, fresh oil and stabilizer in there. And, and slowly I, I thought I didn't want to like say anything and jinx it, but I'm like, slowly I'm like, I, I think it's sounding a little better and it was running pretty smooth, you know, and like going from having no compression in that cylinder to if I, if I disc unplug the coil, it would start running rough. So I'm like, yeah, a lot, no, like logic would say that that means it's firing and 
yeah, then like one, like the day I was, I literally was going to call up because my buddy Mike, um, down in Anchorage did checked and checked at that one spot and found that motor that was down in the States. I was going to, going to call him and pay for it. And then drive into town, check engine light shuts off. I'm like, huh. So double, go double lucky. Yeah. Man. Go have it looked at. And I mean, it's far from perfect, far from over, but it's, it's working now. So I mean, I'm, su- I'm surprised that I'm a huge fan of seafoam, not saying anything, you know, it's got worked great. When this it's episode used brought right. to you by seafoam. <laughs> but, but I'm shocked that you're able to cure a no, uh, compression cylinder with liquids. I, I don't know. Just got lucky, I guess. But, uh, even if like, and like I said, even if I can get another, get a year out of that, of that motor before having to change it, like it's, it's not a bad deal. Yeah. As long as the seven cylinders get you back from wherever you're at, which I think they probably would. I speak from experience. Having <laughs> a piece of crap old commuter <laughs> yeah. car where the, where the, uh, spark plug wire came off oh. on the highway. Like, is it windy out here? No. Uh-oh. Better get in the right lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's run like shit and had all this kind of other stuff going on at the same time, but it turned out it was just like the spark plug wire didn't want to get a good connection. Oh, yeah. It could be, thankfully, it could be a lot I worse. I mean, super, lo- yeah, exactly. I thought the worst. And then, like, some of the lights didn't want to turn off when I turned off. Like, what is going on with this thing? I thought it was a computer issue or something. Yeah. But that was a separate issue. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> also, it wasn't bad. No. I'm feeling pretty good about my truck now. I'd actually listed it, too. And I was like, well, if someone, you know, because it, it Looking at it for me, like I'm not set up to, and I'm not like enough mechanic to yank the motor and put a new one in it or rebuild it or have it, you know, do all that. That's beyond my, beyond my comprehension at this point in my life. So I was like looking at paying someone to do it. It's, you know, well, you, you know, maybe there's a chance you could just tear it, you know, drop the oil pan and pull the motor, yank the oil pan, like, and fix, you know, you may be able to fix what's wrong with it. But at that point, like you're committed enough that you're probably better off just buying a different motor. And, uh, so I'm like, you know, I'm, I just was like, well, if someone wants to take it over, you know, that, that can do that themselves and okay themselves. Okay. But yeah, I pulled it soon <laughs> once I figured out it's actually working. And then, you know, like the, the temperature issue, cause I think the guy never changed the oil. And then obviously like the thermostat started bugging out and getting hot, got hot and see, that's my theory seized up the rings or whatever on that piston but, i don't know because uh, i changed it i did i did change the thermostat and that fixed the heat issue sounds so, like you're lucky here you better go shoot that ram that you're uh draw hunt this year and yeah hang up the hat for <laughs> the rest <laughs> well, i'm of not year. hanging up shit for the rest of the year for the rest of the year not leave the house oh we still got moose press season. your luck we got moose season oh, yeah. i'll press her as much i'll press her as far as she'll let me <laughs> but uh yeah, no. It's uh, Frank's pick up to tow everything up. I'll there. do I'll do whatever I gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm looking forward to this year. It's finally like Yeah. Stuff starting to melt starting to melt good and I saw someone put out their some picture the other day, like put out their bait by snow machine. I'm like, Yeah, we only got a month till the bears start moving really. But that's all right. I'm excited too. I probably would have mine out here pretty soon if, if I could, could. But I got to wait on ice. Yeah, spring is in the air. 
Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, good to good to sit and reminisce a little bit on some of those stories. Like you said, forget you forget some of the little like intricate details of of these stories, and then sometimes you end up like tricking yourself into misremembering some stuff. Yeah, too. I wanted to fact check myself. Apparently, no, me I've too. Got some things wrong here, so. Yeah, no. It was nice to fact check and re- like realize that it wasn't really as bad as I thought it was. It's still pretty intimidating, but yeah, I intentionally, I had always told myself I wanted to go back there, but I didn't want to go back that bad. Like it was always, yeah, pretty, pretty intimidating. A little bit of PTSD. Have you ever seen other folks back there? No. That's nice. No, it's pretty, you know, it's, there's not a lot of sheep, but typically, at least in my experience, but usually, you know, you can find some. So hopefully keep it that way. Yeah. Well, I have you. Yeah. I haven't been back. (laughs) No, it's, uh, yeah. Losing my train of thought again. Just looking at sheep. So it's hard not of, hard not to get mesmerized. It's a heck of a garage or a shop you've got in here. Hey, what I wanted to ask you earlier, what's yeah. with the uh the sheep hoof? The hoof? The, the, oh, that was from there. that that was from that ram. It was actually kind of a short not that was probably the shortest pack out I've ever had. And uh texting with my wife, my son who was like three at the time or whatever, I was like, Oh, bring Jed wants you to bring out the feet. I'm like <laughs> All right, so I brought out the feet, scun them out, brought them back, and scun them out, and he's got like one of them in his room, and threw them in with a bear. I was like, well, I had them salted and everything. I'm like, well, we're sending bear hides to get tanned. I might as well throw those in. Heck too. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Pretty random. We've got some knickknacks around the house too. My my uh, daughter's, she she always wants the whole head, which yeah isn't actually that hard to bring on most hunts you kind of do anyway i I kind of do anyways yeah so that wasn't too bad but yeah little the feet as well it's been another request those yeah they're pretty pretty cool i guess stuff gets heavy though (laughs) you start you start adding it up no Well, yeah. Anyway, cheers, cheers to two sheep tags. Hopefully, heck yeah. Uh, well no, we'll have to. Year. Yeah, have to check back in. Yeah, make sure after 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 this season, you end up coming swinging back by. Hopefully, with the whole crew, it's a little bit a little bit more lively when we get the we get the whole crew. It's funny because you're telling me you listen you listen to the podcast and it's like oh I feel like I know everything that's going on. It's kind of <laughs> strange because you know nothing about what's going on with yeah. us. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No, it's good. It's good to talk to you. Well, it's funny because sometimes I'm like, you know, you have people. Just it's like seemingly random questions that I'm like, got to do the math. Like, all right, what's you know, what are they talking about exactly, and or asking about this or that, and I'm like, you know, especially if it's like a couple episodes ago, you know, I gotta like dial it back in. But oh, yeah, I've seen your memory. Yeah, my memory <laughs> sucks. It's brutal. So, I, I, I if think, I so to the listeners, if you ask me questions and I haven't answered, I apologize. <laughs> I try to like get, have good feedback and everything, you know, because I appreciate it. It is it's pretty. It's been pretty cool doing doing the podcast and like 
help maybe save people from a few of the stupid mistakes I made over the years. But it's entertaining to listen to. It is entertaining. It's just easy to... Yeah. In a good mood instead of a bad mood, listen to the news or whatever else. Yeah, no shit there. there. <laughs> yeah. What I was, was like complaining, I mean, it's even like, it's even gone down a little bit. And I was like, man, even like with my saved up 50 cents off at Fred Meyer, it still cost me a hundred bucks to fill up my truck with gas. Well, the best one, like I saw this uh, meme, I'll have to pull it up and show you. <laughs> it's like my jet boating plans and then gas prices. And it's like my, my jet boating plans for the summer is Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> and then it's like Tanya Harding skating behind her. <laughs> it's like gas prices for the summer. I'll have to show it to you. It's you got some good, good ones saved there. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a hard year to own a ocean boat or a plane. Oh, yeah, tough. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. It, but people, in, the, in the scheme of things, I guess a couple, as long as it's only high for a couple of years, it's not going to make a. Yeah, a I try to. I try to remind myself. You know, it just depends on how, like, the volume of stuff you're doing. You know, really, you know, like filling up my truck. Uh, okay, so it costs. If I'm not driving, if I'm driving like a normal amount, you know, or you're going on a trip, like, yeah, it's going to cost some more, but. You know, I mean, especially on the bush, like it affects those guys even more because it's like way more expensive, you know, 10, 12 bucks a gallon and you got to use, you know, your boat all the time or running, you know, like running bear baits. It's going to hurt a little bit. It's better now that I got a four stroke because it, I think I, I'll burn just in the boat. I'll burn 20 gallons of gas round trip yeah about 20 and then you know and then 10 gallons in the truck or so so 30 gallons of gas round trip which you know over 100 but it just depends on how much you want to get out how many times you do it (laughs) how many times you do it which a lot of times is excessive for me (laughs) but uh and i'm hoping this spring will be so i just i want to i don't know you live for that stuff in the scheme of things i do over the course of a year it's nothing yeah not when you can be out slaughtering bears wantonly. Yeah, listening to talk about bear hunting, seeing all your hides hanging up's got me. It's fun. It's fun, man. You know, like you shoot one with a bum hide, just keep the meat. You know, the meat's good too. So, yeah, maybe I'll at least be able to take a buddy or two out and let them shoot. And yeah, meet halfway. Heck yeah, man! Sounds like a good plan. I got to get on the smoking train. I've still got a bunch that I got to turn into sausage i'm kind of like a year behind on the bear on like the bear sausage scale like i'll smoke a bunch of stuff in the spring and pretty much clean out my freezer and get it all um smoked and packaged and everything and then eat on it and it just seems like it's always inconvenient at least in the past couple years been busy enough that it's inconvenient time you know you get a bear it's easy you know get them scun and just debone everything and bag it and freeze it. And then, you know, summers are busy as great or busy as hell. So yeah, that was a great time to be doing that stuff though. Yeah. No, that's, that's sunny late and warm enough to do stuff outside. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. It's, it's not like suit, not super hot, but it's, it's, it's warm enough to, it seems like this smoker I have anyway, it's gotta be a certain temperature to like really like maintain a good, a good smoke temperature. But, uh, yeah, fun stuff, plenty to do. But uh yeah, man, thanks for stopping by and 
Yeah, yeah it's thanks good, for having me up. Good to see you as always. And uh, yeah, everybody, thanks. Appreciate you listening. And uh, if you enjoy uh, Tundra Talk, appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. And if you have any questions, you can email at uh, Tundra Talk Podcast at Tundra Talk. Man, I'm retarded. Podcast at TundraTalkAK.com. I'm sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> See you.